Informative. Educational. Objective. Inclusive. Comprehensive. This is Progress Report. Updates and conversations from the Government Information Service. Good day and welcome to another episode of Progress Support. My name is Ivan Kana, my lovely co-host Gleniva Hodge, and we have with us today someone that's of quality and would like to assure you that he is doing a great job in his role. I was trying to do some puns there, I don't think it worked out. <laughs> you were doing okay. I was doing okay. Yeah, I was doing okay. I'm punning on the fact that we have the quality assurance manager. That's correct. Right, Mr. Quality Jordan? Assurance and Compliance Management. Ooh, ooh, big part. Quality, quality Assurance and Compliance Manager within the Ministry of Infrastructure, Communication, Utilities, Housing, and Tourism, because it's my group, mm-hmm. with specific interest oversight with the Clayton J. Lloyd International Airport. All ports. Let's just say aviation and maritime. Aviation and maritime, not ports. Aviation and maritime. Yeah, that's just, yeah, yeah, that's all right, so let me get that back. Let me roll that back because I can guarantee you. You can start that all over again. No, not over. <laughs> that, oh, okay. that's, that's a lot. I can <laughs> guarantee you that ninety-five percent of our listening audience didn't know that that rule existed. Or what it does. So it's gonna be fun today. Do you know? Do you know what he does? No, I'm excited um, to find out. But yeah. I haven't. I think you missed something. What did I miss? I know that his title, his job title, is a mouthful, but uh-huh. we didn't introduce and give. I called him Mr. Just I was getting to that. Oh. I was getting okay. to that part. I was getting to that part. Because over the last couple episodes, I mean, you had your stint and you had all the women in here and people that you know, you remember, came and um, Mrs. Bradley right. and everybody from. But I've had my classmates now. So recently, we just had Mr. Damien Harrigan, Bonnie, yes. came to Valley Primary School with him. Yes. And I came to Valley Primary School, same class, same graduating class, same high school class, everything with this young fella here. And I was just remarking to him that I can't believe it. We like that odd generation. You can't believe how long it's been? Yeah, it's been long. We've, we've known each other a very long time. Very long, very long. A very long time. A very, very long time. We we used to go through the bush, leave school, the end of judge. My mother might watch this. <laughs> but listen here. <laughs> we know, we know, we know, but hey, let's talk let's talk the truth before we get into things. We we've come a long way. Okay. It's been Mr. Kendall Richardson, that's this person that I'm speaking about. Um, we have Shamari Kentish, we have Domel Franklin, well Domel went to school, but we meet up in high school. Yeah. Allison, we had Shaka, we a, a this, bunch this, of us. This songs, this songs like y'all need to have a, a, reunion. a reunion. Okay, yes. glad that you're gone there. Because here's what I'm here's where I'm going with this. Here's where I'm going <laughs> with all this stuff now. In the back of my head, at no point growing up, I saw either of us in the fields that we were in. Yeah, that's the truth. Kendall liked planes. I like planes. I I know he wanted to fly. You wanted to fly at right? some point. At some point, yeah. 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 
My mother talked me out of it. I didn't know if it was the same thing for you. I realized I'm a coward. You <laughs> well, that's good. Once work. I started flight school, what? Dad, you didn't get you didn't get the rule. It's not for me. Okay, yeah. good. But he has a very long career in aviation, if I might say so, because prior to his role, and you can get into this now, he was an air traffic controller. Spend some time around aircrafts otherwise, mm-hmm. and he just came up to the ranks. And now he's in the role of quality assurance and compliance manager yeah. with responsibility for maritime and aviation. And aviation correct. Tell us what does that mean. Ah. <laughs> I gave you all of that. 40 years coming up, we 40. Yeah, we 40. Almost. Almost there. Yeah. I almost. I almost there. Yeah, almost. Almost there. Almost there. Almost. Coming up now. Yeah. Nobody saw this. I didn't see this. You didn't see this. So how did you end up there? So that's a that's a good question. Um, I obviously had a passion for aviation growing mm-hmm. up from a little boy, from as far as I can remember. And like you said, we always thought that we would end up pilots. Yeah. But you know, at that age, aviation flying, the only thing you know is being a pilot. Yeah. So <clears throat> I would have um, left Angola. I joined the U.S. Navy. Uh-huh. Did a few years. Um, got out and went to school. Well, during my stint in the Navy, I actually was working with F-18s. Okay. So that kind of built the passion a bit, mm-hmm. enhanced it. So I got out and went to school at um, in Florida, Broward University. Sorry, Broward College, mm-hmm. and then um, transitioned to Embry Riddle Aeronautical Institute. So then I studied air traffic control there. Mm-hmm. When I was doing, when I was in Broward, I was doing flight school mm-hmm. and had a very interesting conversation with a mentor of mine um, that kind of opened my eyes to the fact that piloting is not for everybody. Okay. So he gave me a, I don't know, a pep talk and told me to, to look into ATC. Uh-huh. So... <clears throat> Would have started pursuing my traffic control career in Florida, and opportunity came. I mean, you might remember this. Yes. The opportunity came for me to have a job in Angola doing yeah. ATC, and I would have had this conversation with you at the yeah. time. And um, I was successful with the opportunity, thank God, and um, went to Trinidad, did some studying for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Came back, did ATC um, for a few years, and uh, another opportunity came to be the quality manager at the airport. Mm-hmm. At the time, uh, I think it was around 2016 or so, mm-hmm. if any, anybody could remember, the airport was going through a rough, rough patch. patch. <laughs> <laughs> it's called it a rough patch. Yeah, rough patch. So, there was a good opportunity to learn a lot. Uh-huh. Um, the patch was already rough, Yeah. so there's nothing else to do but smooth it out. So, it was a good opportunity that, yeah. to learn. learn. So, I yeah. took that opportunity, learned as much as I could, and um, eventually transitioned into where I am now with aviation and maritime under my responsibilities. Okay. Yeah. Specifically, what do you look at in your role? Well, uh, as you know, my my coup is a very dynamic ministry. There's a lot going on. And within that ministry, the transportation sector plays a very important role. Um, There is a level of oversight that we have to provide for not specifically the aircraft in Angola, but the airport itself. Mm-hmm. And from the seaport aspect, it's more of the vessels. So we have oversight on the vessels and the airport. 
I do believe that very soon that oversight is going to encompass the seaports, but at the moment it is not fully established in that direction. So one of the key things that we do um, as far as the aviation side is we approve flight permits. So all the foreign registered aircraft would have to apply to come to Angola. We go through that process, vet all the documentation. What documentation? It's a long list of documentation. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't want people to think that you're just getting a farm and say, oh, where he coming from, he could come. All right, fair enough. Um, so, you don't have to give us everything. The entire process is, let's say you are U.S. registered aircraft. Mm-hmm. You yeah, book, Ivan. Yeah, Ivan. All right. Yeah, Ivan booked a celebrity. Her name happened to be Gleniva. Uh-huh. She wants to come to Angola to see Yeah, you know, she actually have a really cool show, Gleniva. She is a celebrity. She has this really, really engaging show. That people think that this guy named Ivan I mean, is it's called Progress Report. It's called wow. Progress Report. <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. So, <laughs> Gleniva Books wants to come to Angola uh-huh. for a couple of days. So she contacts your airline. Your airline then contacts, get in contact with Lloyd's Aviation right. as the ground handler. Um, Lloyd's Aviation will give them the necessary information that they need. They submit a package to us, okay. which includes your. Registration of the airplane, the awardness, insurance, technical technical documents that we then review, and based on the information that is within that, we either approve or deny the flight. There's other technicalities too, as well as depends on where the airplane's coming from, where it's going, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and they can't really come from Russia right now, that type of thing. Nah, it's not good. Yeah, Yeah, things don't. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I actually have a question Mm -hmm. um, relating to that. Mm Tourism and luxury tourism is kind of like where we are moving, and especially when you're speaking about private jets. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be loaded <laughs> when when you consider private jets. So uh, one day, I don't know when, so, but one day, hopefully, you know, I, I can do so. I'm not at that point as yet. Your loyal subjects agree. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, sometimes, especially when you're talking about these celebrities, they tend to move on women fancy. Mm-hmm. How quick is that process? It's a good question. We have turned around permits. Sometimes the normal process is 48 hours. Okay. I'm sure a lot of airline owners will agree that's not always possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Based on the example that you just described. So we have turned around permits before within an hour, two hour process. Okay. It just depends on what's going on at the time. The urgency, what's needed, you know. Um, so if an airline is, if they want to come in basically immediately, they could just make the case to Lloyd's Aviation, they contact us and we'll go ahead and process. But, but, but isn't there, so there's net jets, there's all sorts of... Thousands all, of them. Thousands of them. So when you're given approval, do you give approval to the, to the company or per aircraft? Usually it's per aircraft for that particular flight. Okay. There are other permits that... For example, American Airlines, um, Seaborn, sorry, Silver. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should say American Eagle, mm-hmm. Silver. They would have what they call what we call a seasonal permit. So they would have rights to fly in for a six-month period. Okay. Yeah. And they renew that every six months. Every six months, okay. Can can persons get a year-long permit? The legislation doesn't speak to that at the moment. How is touching on legislation <laughs> on this show? Uh, but I think, Ivan, what that shows... Uh-huh. Is that things doesn't just happen yeah. haphazardly. Yes. Yeah. There's something that guides 
the way things are done and yeah, operated. Absolutely. And it's not up to you. It's up to the legislation. It's up to acts, regulation. Correct. Correct. So Kendall Richardson <laughs> is not saying that Mike Tyson cannot come here because you're a Holyfield fan. You you don't have a personal vendetta in how comments are <laughs> Absolutely not. i go even further. Uh-huh. We don't even know who's on the airplane. Thank you. So, That's what I'm getting to. I, I just try to find out. no idea who's on there. Good. I try to find a little way to get around one person to things that I'm yeah. feeding you the answers. But I want people <laughs> to understand that, like, there's... If a, if a celebrity shows up here tomorrow, you don't know that person is coming. No. You get an aircraft registration type, air warning certificate. Yes. You get the insurance to look over. You make sure they're licensed. And you make an approval. Yeah. Our only concern is the safety of that aircraft. Uh, <coughs> where it's coming from, where it's going, that sort of stuff. We're not concerned with who's on it. Why the safety of the aircraft? Is it for the passengers' interest or is it for the airport's interest? Both. Both, to be honest. Um, the safety safety is paramount. It's always uh-huh. our number one concern when dealing with aviation. Okay. Um, you have to ensure, number one, that the traveling public is safe and that you are being, you are operating an aircraft that is airworthy. Okay. And does have a safe record. What does airworthiness speak to? Airworthiness speaks to the aircraft being in a condition where it can get from point A to point B safely. So, documents, maintenance, records, yeah, um, pilot competency, all those stuff speak to airworthiness. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. No, it, it, it really doesn't. Um, <laughs> but I, I kind of wanted to go back a little bit. In terms of being able to, you know, you say compliance. So compliance to me speaks to due diligence and mm-hmm. being able to verify that the documents are legitimate. Correct. How does that work within that short turnaround period? Well, to be quite honest with you, most of the aircraft are coming from the United States. Okay. Now, our friends in the U.S. are resourceful enough. Mm-hmm. to have these websites that you can actually go to and plug mm-hmm. in information to ensure that this company is registered and it is they, they are who they say they are. So mm-hmm. those those things do exist. Even even down to pilot records. You can go on and type in a person's name and actually see if their record is their and license course, is valid. These are sites that you have specific access rights to uh, these sites are public. They're public. Public right. sites, yeah. Okay. I, I think I, I wanted to get an idea and to ensure um, and especially for our listening viewing audience that even when special requests come in um, for under the 48 hour threshold that you perform that it still goes through the the, the same process and that corners aren't cut the same due diligence goes into it absolutely I would imagine though that the, the 48 hours isn't just about the time to look into these things is about parking space at the airport and understanding your movements for the day yes that would be for for Lloyd's Aviation and the airport operators okay that that would give them enough time to plan and understand right. what's happening absolutely um the 48 hours let's put it like this if it is let's say September 25th uh-huh. we can turn it around in two or three hours mm. December 23rd probably not so why? It's, it's it's very busy in December as you know so no, people, why and, and people would not think so they think that no I'm, I'm not being facetious they no, think that like okay these planes just 
come. I don't think people. I, I want to know if everybody has paid attention to what has happened to Angola in terms of jet traffic over the last couple of years. Like it's increased, it died down for a little bit for obvious reason. But I live in George Hill. I remember, you know, he called you in Jabari and there's a weapon at the airport. There's a party. Like every two minutes, a jet was landing. If I could put it in perspective for you, mid December, we could see as much as 20 or 30 of those permits a day in mid December. That's a coming big, in. Yeah. They're not necessarily coming in for that day. Yeah. But coming into your inbox about 20 or 30 of them a day in mid December. That's very possible. I, I, I see the planes coming in, so I know. So let me ask you a question. Quality. Mm-hmm. Like Glennifer just touched on compliance. Compliance is making sure they have what they have. They need okay. From a quality side now, what does the role entail for quality when you're speaking about these aircraft coming in? Do you have anything to do with the airport side and operations? Or it's just what? What does the quality I, speak to? Uh, I try to stay away from the operational side of it. Okay. Because it's it's hard to it's hard to audit if you're part of the operation. So you you serve as an audit function. I serve as I serve as an auditor for the airport. Yes. So all aspects of the airport, every department, security, operations, ATC, fire, I am tasked with the responsibility of auditing those operations and ensuring that they are compliant with international standards. Okay. So that means you report to the regulators. Yes. See, we're getting something. So that's the quality. A few other people in between. A few other people in between. (laughs) A few other people in between. (laughs) The minister, for sure, because he asks a lot of questions. Yes, the 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 permanent secretary, the um, minister minister when necessary, and as well as um, to the CEO of ASPO. Okay. Good. I'm glad you went there with ASPO because I kind of wanted to get an idea as to what is the relationship Mm -hmm. between ASPO Mm -hmm. And your position? That, that is an awesome question. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because coming from coming from ESPA and doing the, the kind of the exact same thing at ESPA and then moving to the ministry, what we did was found a, a middle ground between the ministry and ESPA. Mm-hmm. So since I am used to doing it, and this job, this current position, is the same level of oversight just from a different seat, what we did is decided, and we actually have a signed agreement that we would continue the same relationship. So I remain the auditor for the airport, although it doesn't, I'm not sitting in the seat at the airport. So I'm still the internal auditor, but I'm kind of on the outside, if it makes sense. Elizabeth. Um. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still a government statutory right, right. So, so ASPA is. So, wait, mm-hmm. sorry. No, go ahead. So my understanding of this. Mm-hmm was that you are independent in ASPA. When I say independent, there was degrees of separation. Yes, absolutely. With your role. Yes. It's just like a CFO at a bank, perhaps. A CFO might not be the one. Not, no, the, to- the internal auditor at a bank. The internal auditor would yes. be the direct liaison yes. when the auditor is coming yeah. to do the official mm-hmm. thing. But making sure everything day-to-day operations is done to standard. So if you're looking at the organizational okay. chart, there's a, a section, section on the side. Yeah, 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 the side. And some of the lines are dotted and uh, some okay. of them are solid. Yeah. Okay. So, so you want an outside branch? Yes, kind of. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. Alright. Um, uh, okay, so I wanted to go back again just a little bit to the relationship between mm-hmm. ASPA 
and yourself. Mm -hmm. So in your position, you serve as auditor. Yes. For airport, ASPA, Michael, the, all of those operations over at yes. the Clayton J. Lloyd International. Yes. Mm -hmm. What then, because in your role, you approve flights, what then is ASPA's role? In the operation of the airport? Well, as suppose mandate is to manage the operations. So here's the facility. This here's is what the facility is supposed to do. Manage it and make sure it flows. That's okay. that's Asper's role. Okay. So, so Asper's manager, you are auditor. Oversight. Yeah. Oversight. Ensure that Asper is doing what they should be doing. Ensure that they are managing it effectively and to international standards. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So so okay, you touch on something. What makes Clayton J. Lloyd International and International Airport? Ah, that's a very simple question. Um, every flight that arrives at Angola is coming from an international country. I think you need to say that again. Every single flight, unless it's coming from Scrub or Dog Island or... Being on an airport, Saudi Every flight that comes into Angola is coming from an international country. Even our local carriers from St. Martin. Correct. The same way we look at Blowing Point, that boat operation from Blowing Point to Marigot is an international voyage. We sometimes look at St. Martin like it's just going to the valley, but it's not. Yeah, you know, I, I remember when I, not for me, when I walked on a boat, I, I used to tell people, this is the most interesting journey you're going to take. I say you're going to touch three, you touch three different nationalities. Yep. You land on the Dutch side, you pass to the French side, and when you get to Angola, it's British. Yep. We have a very unique, unique situation, little situation here. More unique now with Brexit. But anyway. That's a totally different story. We're not touching that. We're not touching that at all. We're not touching that at all. But, you know, it's interesting because I think sometimes I turn on um, YouTube and different types of flights and uh -huh. international flights. And one interesting fact, and I don't know if it's a fact, they put it out there as a fact, that the shortest international flight is between Princess Juliana International Airport and Clayton J. Lloyd International Airport. Yeah. Was it less than, less than eight minutes? Why yes. in the 414 RSS 96? Yeah. So, it, they, you know, they had, I, I saw that and I was like, oh. It's quicker than you get home. Yeah, like easily. Like it, it, it's, it's cool, actually. It's yes. like very cool. I don't know if you ever had the opportunity to fly from St. Martin, Angola. I think I have. But it's actually really, a really yeah. nice flight. It is. I, I know I have, uh -huh. but it may have been Angola to St. Martin. Okay. Um, but that was a very, very, very long time ago. You should do it again. I, I, we, we're going to make a move. Yeah, we're going to make a move. We have to sample all these products that we talk about here. In the show. I agree. Yeah, because yes. like I think it's I think it's really cool. But now that you, you talk about quality assurance, and we've been speaking about just... Uh, for the most part, the international flights coming in, but what does your role speak to for local carriers now that we've just kind of segued into? Um, I, I don't have oversight on the local carriers mm -hmm. from my position, but um, what we do encourage is a reporting culture. So okay. we would like to have the relationship with the local carriers where if they see something at the airport, they can feel free to report that information and, and we can work together to get certain things cleared up, sorted out make the situation more safe than what it is. But they have to report to somebody. They report to the regulator Air Safety Support International ASSI. ASSI. Yeah. Is that is that the ASSI? Yes. That's the ASSI you keep hearing about. Okay. 
Okay. It's not a person. <laughs> that's oh, good to they, know. They, they speak about it as if it's a person. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good to know. So they they are regulated differently. Yeah, but it's, it's key to know that they are regulated by the same organization that, that regulates the airport. Right. Correct. So and you report right. to them. It's the same so again, that's what oh, okay, so to you have those separation again. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Now, from the maritime side, I noticed you didn't say seaports. You said specifically maritime. Now, yeah. I have first-hand knowledge, because I came by to take some pictures, um, that there's a maritime audit happening now. Yeah, there's a maritime audit happening on the... It's actually on the Angola Maritime Administration. What so, is an Angola Maritime Administration? Correct, yes. We get yes, out of exclusive so, on this show because so that, I didn't know that exists. Angola Maritime Administration is the regulatory body. Again, in between the same relationship that I would have with ASSI, mm-hmm. the Angola Maritime Administration has between Angola and the MCA, which is the Maritime Coast Guard Agency that regulates Angola Maritime. Well, I, I thought all they do is do that course so you could become a captain. I'm not. Yeah, it's a little bit more, a little bit more in there. So, the Maritime Coast Guard Agency in the UK uh-huh. regulates maritime in Angola. Regulates how? What do they do? The same way ASSI regulates permits. Well, they have oversight, complete oversight on our shipping registry. Okay. Um, they are, they are the ones responsible for. So it, uh, every endorsement that we have, for example, the boardmaster licenses and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they are the ones that have that oversight on that. They were the ones responsible for putting the channel markers in San Diego as well? Well, we were the ones that did that. I know you we did, did it as part of the regulations. Right, that's what I was saying. So it was, so it was right. a regulatory requirement. Correct, correct. correct. So, so, so they, they are concerned about safety at sea and safety, within ports? Safety at sea, within the ports, and um, security, yes. Security is a big thing that keeps coming up because you mentioned that you're in, you, you, you have oversight for security at the airport yeah. too. Since 9-11, that has been a big thing. Yes. What separates security for us from, say, TSA? We have flights going to the U.S. now. Are they guided by the same standards? I would, I would say absolutely nothing. It's the same thing. It's the same standards at this point because the last... The last, I would say, the last three or four security audits that we had, we were the security auditor was actually accompanied by TSA. So mm. TSA is now coming here on a regular basis and conducting those security audits with our auditor ASSI. Wow! And that is because we have these international flights that go straight to. At the time, was going to the U.S. Virgin Islands yeah. and Puerto Rico, and yeah. now we have Miami, which obviously is a bigger deal. What we have seen before. So do do those standards extend? So it's it's not to say that the security operations are standard at the airport should be different to Blowing Point. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't. Okay. Blowing Point is a very interesting interesting one. Um, the infrastructure is part of the, the biggest challenge of Blowing Point at the moment. Right. The new facility, as you are aware, yeah. Uh, mitigate against that. The right. new facility is. Massive. State of the art. Yes, yes. We need to do another. Yeah, we have to go back. Yeah. You so, gotta go back soon. Yeah, don't yeah. remind me. <laughs> if you don't go back soon, it's gonna be people using it. It's gonna be people. No, for real. Uh-huh. I, I went down there yesterday and they were sweeping the floors. Lovely. Yes. So, because we did promise to do so, yeah, a, another. We'll talk about that after. Ah, we'll take that offline. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, going back into. 
more the maritime aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I know you said MCA. MCA, Maritime and Coast Guard Agency. Okay. And they are responsible for oversight of our shipping registry, that sort of stuff. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit more about the shipping registry, what that looks like? Can uh, And can you make it clear that it has nothing to do with the transshipment that we lost? You just have to clear stuff up. I don't know anything about the church. Just, just, just. I don't know anything. Good, about church. good. So <laughs> the shipping registry, and I, and I ask because we do, we yeah. again several hats. Um, we do some registration of ships, so I, I, I wanted to put out there if okay. if you can um, oh, what that, what that looks like. The, the, um, the shipping registry in Angola is a. Um, it's category two registration. So we are restricted in how big of vessels we can register. So um, I don't want to call no figures because I don't know them off the top of my head, but we basically register vessels of a certain size. Okay. So those under vessels the, under are Angola under flag? Angola. Okay. Angola is under the UK, which is one of the most prestigious registries in the world. So it's a big, it's a real honor to have that registry and we be able to actually register vessels under our flag. We get money for that? And it costs to register your vessel, yes. yes. So why aren't we selling more registrations? We could only sell what's available. What do you mean? What's available? Oh, they have to come to us? Yes. You can't mm-hmm. advertise it like, come register here with us. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> no, the reason. I'm not sure. Here's why. Here's why. We 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 advertise the fact that we do ship registry from, from a private sector stand. That's why I asked. So. And now, <laughs> even when the premier said that they're looking to to do uh, more advertising and marketing of our financial services uh-huh. through tourism, yes. so that's where I was going with that because we talk about diversifying the economy. But that could be one way to bring some money in the coffers. Uh, but there's a level of responsibility that comes with registering vessels as well. Such you as know, we gotta we gotta keep this in mind because yeah. you register a vessel and the vessel takes off and it goes to Trinidad and Tobago, and the registration is up. You have to send somebody to Trinidad and Tobago to inspect this vessel. And that's just yes. using a small example. But but wouldn't that be at, at a cost to the person that knew once, they were... once we could get our cost structures? Through legislation. Oh, we gone to that word again. I was trying to get there. <laughs> legislation. Okay, okay. I'll touch back on that. Go ahead. Okay. Go. So I, I kind of want. Okay, we're doubling back a little bit <laughs> because you say we have hmm, a category two, two in terms of our ship registry. Yes. This is not like hurricane, so not cat five. No, 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 stuff. no, 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 no. <laughs> no the category just specifies the, the size the vessels size, that, you si- that you can register. Okay. Is there any possibility for us to again expand? You go to a cat one and go. Okay, so cat one would cat be one would be the, the bigger one, yes. the biggest one. Because I I know you you see a lot of those cruise ship vessels and a lot of them yeah. carry a Bahamas flag. Yeah, yeah. Bahamas, um, Panama, Panama and yes. Yeah. Is there again? I know Ivan was saying, you know, expansion and and, mm-hmm. and there remains room for expansion in terms of. Generating revenue outside of the typical, right? And yes, we got to the cost structure mm-hmm. and what that would look like. Are there any other barriers that may exist? To the biggest barrier would be resources. Okay. Resources, resources is a human or financial. Both. See, I'm on a lean in for this. Quite honest. 
I want to lean into this. I know where you're going. No, because <laughs> there's no growth without people. On the most basic level, we talk about Angola growing its population. We talk about wanting more efficiencies. Yes, there can be efficiencies with smaller groups of people, but I keep getting, I was going to get to this earlier. I'm happy that you said resources. Mm. How many persons in your department? Which, which department? Because I... <laughs> How many uh, persons... Are you a one-man show? Yes. <laughs> he didn't want to say. <laughs> we, we've had a couple of we've one man or one woman shows. Operating efficiently. Yes. Keeping the country running, doing what they're supposed to do. But then on the backside of that, we want growth, we want more money, we want less tax, we want a number of things. We want no more money. efficiencies. But some people are saying that we don't want more people. Especially they say that government is too big. If they say government is too big. I want more people in my department. Okay. You so uh, I I can even forgot to tell you this. So whatever that's a very that's a magic hole. I want more people. <laughs> Good. Once you say in the camera, it goes straight. It rings to the premier's phone, bling bling, and he gets that message. I'm not joking. Fun fact: people usually ask for money, but you ask you're asking for people. I, I I want people. You want people. You don't want you get people and you people. People, 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 people will get bring money. Here's the reality. Even even if you look at aviation as a sector. Mm-hmm. Outside of the airport, who works in aviation? Outside of the airport, I mean, don't walk on the airport. Yeah. Outside of security too. Yeah, don't security work at the airport. Okay, you. <laughs> Even the fire work at the airport. Me. Yeah. At some point, we have to build that capacity. I'm, I'm not going to be wrong here forever. At some point, we have to build that capacity. I'm actually glad you said that in terms of because when you were speaking earlier about your journey and how you got yeah. there, one of the things that I'm always interested in mm-hmm. is when you have these niche areas, mm-hmm. the opportunities that exist for going into the schools and Correct. speaking to our students Correct. and letting them know because you don't know what you don't know. Right. Yes. I, I, I'm in school and I'm picking That's, subjects. I don't want. I don't want to slow you down and uh-huh. distract you. You don't know what you don't know. Was just as groundbreaking as dollars ain't dollars for me. Just <laughs> put that out there. She has these little nuggets that she just throws out there and expect that I'm gonna bypass them. No, <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. No, and, and and that is the reality. If I am a student in school and I don't know that this exists, this, correct. And I go and I pick a bunch of random subjects. But I don't know it's there. So I don't have that guidance to be able to say, okay, I need to focus in this area yeah, because yeah, I'd yes. like to go. And this exists. Or this is something that's interesting. It goes it goes right back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we were all interested in aviation, mm-hmm. but we all wanted to be pilots because yeah. that's all we knew. That's mm-hmm. all we knew. That's all mm-hmm. we knew. And, and to be honest with you, this aviation sector is about to grow yep. seriously. So with that in mind, segue. Mm-hmm. What opportunities <laughs> exist, and if they don't, do you see room for those opportunities that exist for you to speak to students? Well, one area in particular that is very dynamic in aviation is security. Aviation security is always evolving. I myself, the airport manager, the security team at the airport, we always have to keep well for us with what's going on in the regulations with airport security. It changes constantly. Have you been on the airport lately? Yeah, let me talk to you about that. Uh, they have you want to you want to touch it on me? No. <laughs> they have a bunch of speed bumps. 
Then they have the ones you can if you can drive standard, please don't go through just the keep, Just go fast. Just go fast. Don't slow down. <laughs> don't slow down roll back. If you roll back, your tires pop. Yep. What brought that about? Again, the dynamic sector called aviation security. Uh-huh. So in one of the most recent updates to the uh, aviation regulations, which specifically speaks of security, they would have created a area that is a 30-meter buffer that unauthorized vehicles should not enter. Now, if you look at our terminal building, it's not they'd, practical. They'd have to stay by the road. Exactly. It's not practical. <clears throat> so, in order to meet the standard, we had to put some mitigations in place. So, what is the, mean, what is the purpose of the 30-foot buffer? Um, if you look at Blast history, radius. yeah, exactly, terrorist attack, blast mm-hmm. radius, you don't want an unidentified car driving up and boom, and half your terminal is gone. So, in order to mitigate, we put in these speed bumps. The purpose of the speed bumps is to slow the traffic so you're not able to go full speed ahead and go through the gate. And just in case there's something in there, it blows up before. <laughs> shake it up, you know. Shake it up, you know. Because you do shake up. They now put a, they put a arm uh-huh. right in front of the taxi stand. So I'm not sure if this started yet. It's just up. Yeah. yeah. So eventually you need a pass, uh-huh. and you have to swipe the pass in order to get in front of the terminal. So only authorized vehicles, such as taxis, will be able to traverse that area. I have a question. Stop right there. Taxis coming in, high profile guests, swipe his pass. His pass didn't work. What happened? Why would his pass not work? I, I have passes. They work all the time. Power goes off. Mr. Generators. I was there at the airport, power went off, and the gate couldn't open. Which gate couldn't open? I was on the air side, though. No. Yeah, it happened to me. That's why I'm asking that. Well, well they, they, they had to open it with their, there's also, with their hand. Matter of fact, there's also a manual switch in the gate guard house that is directly across from you the You press it and it didn't work. So I'm asking if there's a manual override for the one day because it's not manned. That's what I'm saying. They actually know it's... From a compliance standpoint, they're going to be issued a pass that they have to renew mm. that's going to be pegged to their taxi license. So you see where we're going with the compliance because now you have records on who's coming and what's not, right? That's compliance, right? I guess. You yes. guess? Yes. Well, it's quality assurance. Yes. Yes. Because who can't pass, they ain't supposed to pass because yes. they don't have a pass. Absolutely. That's what it's so for. Because it's, it's a control area. Right. It's a control area. So what I'm saying now is not manned. So it's not somebody they're checking. Mm. So there's a level of integrity in the system that's going to be required for the taxi drivers and everybody else mm-hmm. to meet. If this fails, what, what's in place if this fails? There's multiple things. First of all, there's stuff called a cell phone. Okay. You need to call somebody. Okay, good. Second of all, there's, there's security <laughs> officers that do landside patrols. Thank you very always, much for that. Always walking around. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, there are things in place. And there's an override for it. They can press a button and lift it up. No. Not there. Not they there. can't press a button and lift it up. Somebody else on the other side can. But remember, latest I tell her, you don't press the button. Just, <laughs> I'm just not fine. really loud. <laughs> just to make light of the matter so there are no because people no there are mechanisms in place. yes yeah. okay. good and that's what I wanted to get to because a lot of people see what's going on and they don't know so they're farming their own opinions like how are we going to get you there because you know for years we just pass on you, you hug up your family yeah. security guy actually move your car that's what we're trying to avoid and what, what's key here is that the personal vehicles would have to go in the parking lot and drop your passengers off you would have saw the yellow post that they put down. Yeah. It made no parking areas now, so you can park right, stop, not park, stop right there and drop off your passengers or pick up passengers. 
in Chugosa area. So when will some sort of communications about this go out? Because Glenniva is big on this. If she goes to the airport <laughs> and <laughs> she no longer could drive under the cantilever thing, she's going to ask a question. And make sure it goes out. <laughs> so, there, there, there are a number, uh, Evan. Yeah. We, we can put you on pause I just for a second. Because in that. Look about the elections. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. In, in that, a number of things mm -hmm. stood out for me. I may probably get in trouble for what? So I'm going to leave that one for last. Okay. So the first one. Listening to all of this um, in relatively safe angle of. What it speaks to, and again, Ivan, I think we spoke about this on a previous episode, mm -hmm. in terms of having to comply with international regulations and adapt them to our context, mm -hmm. even when it seems, quote-unquote, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. the, to the average person who's going, it's like, who you know coming with a bomb out here? Yes? I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Okay. The issue is, and it may be my military background, but having a direct flight from Miami yeah. to Anguilla changes the dynamic. Changes the entire dynamic. Outside of that, the level of people that we visit our shows changes the dynamic. You don't know how much persons have to apply for permits because they walk with their own securities and are carrying guns and the like. Terrorists will use a place like this as a soft target. Right. Because they feel like a, a, an attack on American Eagle or American Airlines is an attack on America. Right. You never know. Right. No, I, I, I wanted to kind of get that out there because, again, for the average person, yeah. and I utilize the airport quite often. Yeah. We can just set that one. Put that one back there. Put that one back there. Because I can come back to that one. What I want is... Yeah, you can get it. So, that's one. That's one. Two, you spoke about the taxes. And I know that there's been... Again, I grew up in a family of taxes, of chauffeurs. And he says that I call his name all the time. My dad is a chauffeur. For a taxi company. I know him. What's your dad's name? <laughs> I'm not calling him again. Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, has there, and I know there's been a lot of talk yes. in terms of properly categorizing and separating whether you're a taxi or a chauffeur because mm. people ask, what's the difference between a taxi and a chauffeur? It's not the bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's a good one. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you, because in terms of at least from my understanding of it um like my dad he can't go and sit and wait his turn for somebody to come out okay. he has to be specifically hired outside of yeah. so someone would have contacted the company that he's employed by he's an employee of a company mm -hmm. and so someone would have contacted that company and said mm -hmm. oh i have x amounts of people coming in i would like a pickup and transfer from the airport to x y and z villa or wherever okay and so his employer will issue him with a schedule for the day because all he is his driver mm -hmm. he's issued with a schedule you are expected to do pickups for this he is not paid the company is paid right as opposed to a taxi and again I come from there's there's a there's a thin line and people see it because again a fam a family of tech
taxi drivers and chauffeurs. That's mm. actually a pretty good explanation of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't because again, a number of my uncles they were taxis and. I think one was president of the taxi association. I, I don't quite remember, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. So. but then you but then you do have the taxis, and so a lot of times people get across to make get across yeah. as to who is what, what is who, how does that go? How do you and is this a rule or your rule in terms of looking at that? Um, it will be in terms of access now. Categorization And that is what I was getting at Because You can hire a driver And how does that driver Ensure that they have a pass To get Yeah Well to be clear It's not It's not really my rule Okay But um, I was With the airport authority Sorry The ESPO When they were doing consultations With the Taxi drivers And chauffeur services I can assure you That everybody was there And They As far as the airport Looks at it They treat them Basically the same You are here to pick up persons And transport them to Villa Hotel Townhouse Guest guest house Whatever The airport treats them Basically the same So it's not From The the issue that you're speaking about Is a Transportation Transportation safety board issue It's a taxi association issue Yeah Yeah, So here's the thing You must know You reached out to the taxi association um, Two times now to be on the show I finally got the new president Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I'm going to have to bring a team because... And he started talking about rates and all kinds of things. I said, sure, let's discuss that on the show because I can't run through the rates <laughs> and the issues that they have. So, so that's I, I, look, I, look, I look forward to we that show. You know, I, to that. It's, I, it's a very good conversation, though. Right. Because so, it has to happen, too. Yeah, it has to happen. The next thing that came to mind... Uh-huh. I mean, looking this is, at this is the one down here that you put down here. <laughs> no, I think that up here. <laughs> you, 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 gonna wait for that one? <laughs> no, but the next thing I came to mind again. You remember that one I put down there? I go to the airport quite often. Uh-huh. And knowing, and I, I know we didn't touch this, but we have to touch this. Uh-huh. Um, there's an airport master plan. I've seen an airport master plan. The airport master plan calls for the airport to be constructed in what is now Freedom Park. The the parking lot. lot. It's Freedom Park. No, no. The airport is to be constructed in what is now the parking lot. Freedom Park has some concrete. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm asking that because I see all of these things being put in Mm. now when I'm... Maybe you can tell us. We're expecting to move forward on... Um, the terminal. Yes. How soon? Soon. So a whole new conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, okay, I very never thought for. <laughs> all right. So um, the terminal, the new terminal. At the moment, we are still scoping the um, area requirements for the terminal. I do think that's going to be completed before the end of this month. So November. So you know, you need to make that clear. So the scope yeah. of what is required in the terminal in terms of how much space do you get, how much space do you right. get, how many mm. ticket counters we need, how many gates okay. we need, Good. how many um I don't know how much security surveil yeah, belts, those many, those yeah. things. So all of, all of that is going to be is just currently being finalized. Okay, okay, okay. That should be finalized by the end of this month. So you you would have met with all the stakeholders. We would have met with all the stakeholders okay. in September. September, or a few months ago, September. So, um, from that, we had a draft. Mm-hmm. 
the draft was shared um, in certain areas was shared with certain stakeholders that we anticipated may have need additional stuff out or maybe the scoping did not come back the way they would have mm-hmm. expected it so we would have had second meetings and consultations with them mm-hmm. and um, at this point if we're looking at timelines we expected to get that terminal building out to tender by next summer okay. and so tender you mean tender to build yes out of procurement for construction so bid documents summer next year good okay. so All bid right. documents so you're talking about beginning construction sometime after that yes possibly two or three months after that okay, okay. depend on how procurement goes of course mm-hmm. but with all this going on you know you have to move the terminal mm-hmm. which means you have to move the parking lot there's a word being tossed out there it's called enabling works yes these enabling works because I so you know what what I did and I told you what I did, so I I, I performed a little um, social exercise. What I did is I posted <laughs> the um, the press oh, release <laughs> separately from the picture. So I started the album yeah, uh, yeah. and it said airport redevelopment and I posted the album, but the thing wasn't posted at the same time with it. And folks were on Facebook like, what's going on? I need a description. I need a description. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're actually reading. is not as bad as I thought. But it came after when it was announced that this stuff wasn't happening. So it kind of like said, okay, they're not necessarily listening. Some are reading, some are listening. But we have to keep the full package together. In this time, the minister spoke about a number of changes. You want to catalog the changes for these enabling works? Because I know part would be the new parking lot yeah. first. Mm. Because, like you said, the terminal footprint is supposed to take up that space where the parking lot is now a little further over. So the enabler works entails a temporary car park, Mm -hmm. which will be built. um, See where the fire station parking lot is? It's directly north of that. So in that space where the big tree is. Let's not get to the tree yet. But (laughs) one of the tree was where you put down. No, no, no. You're getting a little closer, but not quite. Yeah, so the enabling with the parking lot is um, the car park, the temporary car park is part of it. Um, Second second part of it is the, to expand the apron a bit. So where the current cargo facility is, if you look, Customs. yes, if you look directly to the east of that, so where the the, the sorry okay, the <laughs> the um slope ramp is here and then it slopes all the way down. Uh-huh. We're gonna turn that entire area into ramp ramp space. Uh-huh. Um, and then the third part of the enabling works is the south side taxiway. So we're gonna be building a taxiway. Where the current taxiway is on the south side, we're going to extend that and join it to the runway on both sides, right in front of Alpha and right in front of Bravo, right in front of the taxiway. Sorry. So Alpha is the first taxiway in. Alpha will be the taxiway, the concrete taxiway that most of the private jets goes on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bravo will be the one that's directly in front of the tower. Tower, yeah. Okay. So the taxiway is going to cross. It's going to be what's the word perpendicular? Uh huh. It's going to be parallel with the runway and then join at Alpha and Bravo. So there'll be like a U-like portion so you can come in and come back out. So basically, a private jet, you have 40 um, permits approved for this day. They all come in between 2 o'clock and... Tree 30. Sounds like a lot of circling. Sounds like a lot of circling, right? They're on the ground, but 
they are taxiing back now. So you had you had an MD eighty coming in. It's taxiing wow. back down to um, to Lloyd's facility. He can go on the taxiway to allow some. Maybe not an MD eighty, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not an MD. Definitely. <laughs> okay, let's let's say a citation. It can be used to relieve the air traffic controller, relieve some pressure. That's what I was trying to get. The runway to be clear for another. For another There's a second um, purpose of that outside taxiway. The cargo facility, mm-hmm. cargo building, mm-hmm. customs warehouse, mm-hmm. I know we call it a lot of different things, mm-hmm. is going to be relocated to that side. Okay. Because the idea is to relieve some of the congestion from that side of the mm-hmm. airport. Rather than having cargo and passengers there, we could put the cargo facility on the south side. That, and allow you to. That's actually, I'm happy to hear that because I've seen folks drive through the airport to get to the thing where they could literally come down yeah, Cannonball Road. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, exactly. You're, so you're now saying to me again. Mm-hmm. I am an average user and I go to the airport facility quite often. Average? I thought you had a private jet on the way and stuff. <laughs> I wish. I go to the cargo area quite often. Okay. Uh, Not the private jet area, the cargo no, area. The cargo area, just because. Well, I get into that. Okay. Um, so you're moving to the south side. Yeah. Little hub, long road. So I gotta go down Churchill, wrong, and back up. Unfortunately. That's not unfortunate. I like that actually. Yeah. Yeah, here's why I like that. I I always thought that that building being on that side was a problem. Because here's what. It doesn't security's on the air side, security's on the land yeah. side. But you usually have customs in that area and the risk that you talk about, there was just a little gate thing at times. Correct. Run through there and your ear side. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it used to be, yeah. Yeah. So I had my concerns mm-hmm. about it. Um Wait, there's also another positive aspect of this where the cargo facility, we, the intent is to build build a um, security feature into it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the gate on that south side can be used for the hangar personnel, so the engineers that work on the airplanes on the hangar. Mm-hmm. They can then enter the airport from that side, and exit on that side. So unless they have a real need to come on the other side, whether it's a service of airplane or anything like that, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have to see the other side of the airport. So the idea is to relieve congestion on that side. So from my little training... Um, I think you had some extensive training. But, okay, before before <laughs> before you go there, I, you see, I like how you flipped. Yeah, because he had one as well. So, got one? Yeah, so got one. I've, I've had reason to see one of those, <laughs> <laughs> and I know she's had a reason to see one. Of those. <laughs> and I know you, you you spoke about it just now when you said you know the engineers they can come in one way, and and I know that on that ID. Mm-hmm. You have zones yes. mm-hmm. where you are allowed, where personnel is allowed yes. to go. Would that also factor into that? So if you are able to move it on that side, then those personnel will have their IDs can limit them to that as that space. Uh, not necessarily because okay. once you're inside there, you're inside there. The zones are specifically for persons that have unrestricted access and person that has access, access to controlled areas and um, persons that have have only access to land side. So, for example, I'm not sure if this is the direction they're going to take, but if they are going to take this direction, the taxi drivers will be given a pass that that gives them control to land side areas and maybe controlled access. This one is red, so it gives me access to everywhere. Okay, so the one that I saw was red. So okay. So and then I you would have a blue one. The mm-hmm. Pilots would have a blue. Yeah. Okay. That's this thing um, designated that they're pilots. So it's different so, colors. So so let me ask you a question. I oh, you mentioned that. 
access and tough. We know about the trainings and things that you have to go through. Will the the taxi drivers now have any training because they have this power? Oh, that's that's the question. So I, I'm not sure what direction the airport is going to take. So they can take the direction to give them a landside pass, uh-huh. or they can just give issue them a card. That okay. will give them access to just drive in and that's it. So I'm not sure what direction they're going to take, to be quite honest. Okay. I mean, this is probably a technical question. Um, but you know, I will believe you know. That's managed through where the registration of these cards because they know security. The security. Yeah, security. And would you know, from a quality assurance standpoint, who has access when, if there's a need to investigate, well, this person came through gate at that time. Absolutely. They can provide that. Absolutely. Okay. It's, it's managed through a system where you can just go on and see who went through what doors at what time and, and so on. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So now we're going... Pull up. Right. <laughs> we got all of it. You see, I waited until we are almost out of time to, <laughs> to pick this up. You got so all of it. Nothing else is in. And I know, Ivan, you know, we, we have been, and this may be directed elsewhere. But again, you, you speak about auditing and having that function over all aspects of the airport including fire yeah. <laughs> um, and fire is dual functionality be we careful. are be careful they're my favorite people be careful <laughs> <laughs> so mine too <laughs> and that's all I can say on that so and I ain't saying nothing I <laughs> They are dual functionality. Yes. They they are responsible for aerodrome, and they have the aerodrome side, and then they have the domestic side. And for resource purposes, they share a space. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking access because I do know where they exit and enter through yeah. when they're leaving. But I also know that there's provision for them to utilize another gate. Is that something <laughs> that we can that we can see? Because I'm thinking with with all those new um, measures that are in place for security purposes, that it has the potential to hamper the domestic aspect of fire. So um, I think I'll bust your bubble really, really easy, really, really quick. <laughs> that's that's good. You, sh- you, sh- you should just bring this up a long time ago. <laughs> I'm actually working on a document with the airport to submit hopefully tomorrow to have that gate in front of fire open and usable for them so i know, previ- so, I know, I know someone a, who would be very happy to yeah, hear previously that. was a, a manpower issue mm-hmm. and the manpower issue was compounded with the requirements of american airlines mm-hmm. so i don't know if you ever been at the airport when american airlines is underground American Airlines requires a lot of attention, a lot of human resources. Uh, yes, you, 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 you see them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to change some of the security protocols at the airport to relieve some of that human resource. Okay. Then that human resource can then be redeployed to other areas, including that gate. So, so why not just get more officers? Uh, that sounds very simple, very simple, but... Um, <sighs> Budgetary constraints? Not just budget, but okay. it's security is one of those areas that you really need serious persons. Mm. I agree. And in the past, and it may not be the best conversation, but in the past, we found ourselves with 
personnel that resigned. Didn't you know, didn't meet the, it, the the full requirements. They, they, some of them are even having issues with passing the um, required exams and stuff like that. So you would have also noticed that ASPO would have took the initiative and hired a private security company. Mm-hmm. So even that, the conversation about expanding that contract is being happening as well. So, but but okay. Wouldn't we run into the same issues with Asper hiring this company? Well, yes and no, but um, the reality is, is that the liability is on you. You have a contract with them me not, saying not that, me, them. correct, <laughs> that you will supply X amount of officers for these times. And based on what we have been seeing with the company, there hasn't been an issue um, supplying X or Y or Z or whatever number they need to supply. So it's, it's more of a that one day deep I want to touch nothing else yeah, on that because now I have questions about procedure and protocol and stuff because so. I know the trainings and stuff that we had to go through but I tend to st- are, are they yes side and land side or are they just land side no they're both, yeah, both. They're both. They, 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 those officers are trained by security personnel so the same security personnel that train as per security personnel they train and, and they report to the yes. you, the auditor, you report yes. to the regulator. But they don't report to me. They report to security management. I have oversight on everything that's going on. Okay. Yeah. And I have, I have noticed in recent times those landslide checks in the parking lots. Um, I just happen. want them to dress yes. different. That's all. That's oh, the the security officer. They have on their uniform. A cargo pants and that thing. I don't, I don't like it. Let me post that. That's his opinion. I just think it looks very militant. Not warming for a tourism product. Because Father passed me the day in the day that I was right. I just felt a little. When have you seen a warming fuzzy TSA agent? Just ask. But they look the part. I don't like the cargo pants. To be quite honest, I don't always have the product eyes on. Yeah. So I can't turn those on. I mostly have on the. Compliance, yeah. So, so it's literally, yeah. welcoming destination. Somebody come to you in military like boots, like cargo pants, have on. It just felt cold. That's fair enough. Yeah. So I, ju- I just want them to dress a little different. That's fair enough. I'm, I'm not touching that. Though. <laughs> we we ain't touching that. nothing. Okay. Yeah. But on that note. On that note. I let you wrap up because you, I, you, you know up. I I said I was saving the thing that I picked up for the last, so uh-huh. I, I did that. You did it. All right, man. <laughs> this has been another ep- excellent, absolutely amazing episode of Progress Report. We learned a lot today. We I left a lot on the table. We left a lot on the table. Which we hardly means, touched maritime. Which means... Will you be back? There's a, always an open invitation. Anytime. Ha, Anytime. see? Good. And he, he had concerns. You know he was scared to come on the camera. <laughs> Just saying that. Just saying that. I can say what I want about it. We go way back. But this has been great, man. I, I, I learned a lot. I think our listening audience learned a lot. I think the traveling public would feel even more safer knowing that there's a lot of processes oversight. Yes. Um, I think what you didn't mention, and I know it's a passion of yours, uh, and I'm going to put this out there. And you can't stop me from putting this out there because I know I'm older than you. The oldest person older than us is Lisa Ray because she born in January. Um, and I born in February, just, so I'm the second just, oldest. Just truly, sorry, I <laughs> just gonna throw. I might tell about it all the time. <laughs> so I'm gonna put this out there. I know one of your passions and your deep concerns is that you don't want the airport to end back up 
in the state that it was. Absolutely. Not. So I know you take your job seriously. Yeah. And the day Americans stop coming here because of airport get shut down, you might have to leave. All of us gonna have to resign. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to join us for the next episode of Progress Report. Graniva, who's the star host of this show, she has an excellent, excellent, excellent guest lineup for you. You don't want to miss it. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know your, your suggestions for guests. Let us know what you want. Ask anything you're trying to find out um, from how government operates, what's happening. Because this is Progress Report, where you get updates and conversations from the Government Information Service. Thanks for listening. <laughs>